Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Thanks for joining us as we study biblical prophecy. And we're in that one chapter epistle, the epistle of Jude. And even though it's one chapter, I'll tell you, I I don't know of any other section of Scripture that could be so packed with truth and biblical prophecy than the epistle to Jude. And today, we're going to talk about contending with false teachers and false prophets. And starting with Jude 3, and when I say Jude 3, I'm talking about verse 3 because there's only one chapter. Jude 3, beloved, being very eager to write to you of our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Now, you can catch what's going on here. He says, I was wanting to write you. He was just going to write a letter to these early Christians, Catholic Christians. But in the middle of it, so to speak, he had to change plans from a nice epistle to a 911 prophetic warning to first century Christians. He says, I was going to write, but I found it necessary due to false teachers and false prophets sneaking into the church, so to speak, and I'm, I'm not saying in an invisible way, but they appear to be the genuine from the outside, and he's saying to these early believers, contend for the faith which was once and for all delivered to you, and this isn't a light thing. I did a little word study on what it means to contend, to contend for the faith, and these are some of the meanings that came back. To exert intense effort on behalf of something. This isn't something half-hearted. This isn't something you might do once a year, and it's particularly, it's, it's used for like athletic imagery. This would be like somebody coming in after uh, the mile run in the Olympics and what they do in that fourth lap. In other words, you gut it out entirely. You're really putting out, you're contending for, for the prize, and here the prize is the faith. And it's the same word is used in military battles, and it's to exert intense effort on behalf of something. And I found two other scriptures, there's others that use this word, but the translators, when they're translating from the Greek to the English, used a different word, but I think it gives you the image. In 1 Timothy 6.12, when it says, fight the good fight of the faith, that word fight is the same word as contend here in Jude verse 3. In the Old Testament, Sirach 4.28, I like this one, strive even to death for the truth and the Lord will fight for you. In other words, you put out, you really 
exert your will and your abilities to do this, and yes, God will complement whatever efforts you are capable of doing and bring your effort to success. So I have developed four steps to contend for the faith. And you know, how, how do you contend for the faith? Well, number one is the Bible. And as much as you're able, become familiar with the Bible. And how do you do that? I would suggest uh, if you've never read the Bible, say a prayer before you read and just ask for God's help. It can be in your own words. It doesn't make any difference what the words are, just sincerity of heart. And read as much of the New Testament as you can, particularly the Gospels. And then if you accomplish that, maybe even try to get sections of the Old Testament under your belt. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, because I've never worked in a bank, but I've read that bank tellers are taught how to spot counterfeit bills by just repetitive counting out the genuine, that if you really have a good handle on the genuine and you get a counterfeit bill, it just something, it just doesn't look right, doesn't feel right. Well, the same thing for the Bible. How do you contend for the faith? Well, you have to have something to go on. And in today's world, as well as the world that Jude all of a sudden had to write an emergency 911 epistle about, you have to know something in order to contend for something. To contend for the faith, you need to know the faith, and the Bible is a good place to start. Number one of the four steps. Number two, the catechism of the Catholic Church. And I believe we could be entering a stormy time my recommendation is get the John Paul II Catechism of the Catholic Church before uh, recent revisions or even upcoming revisions. You don't want to get in a whole contention of, you know, is this right or wrong or whatever. Just get a John Paul II Catechism, and that accurately reflects the faith once and for all delivered to the uh, saints. And, you know, the Catechism's a big book, and if you're not quite up to reading through it, we'll take, there's four main sections, take a section at a time. And if you want, after each section or topic in the catechism, there's a thing called in brief. And the in brief, and I love people who can take complicated subjects and put them in a brief, simple form. The catechism has the in briefs. Just read the in briefs and that will give you a way to contend for the faith. In Revelation chapter 2, by the way, you don't need to leave the Catholic Church. It's, oh my, there's crazy false teachers running around Germany and other parts of the church. I'm bailing. No, this was going on before the paint was dry. There wasn't paint because they didn't even have buildings. But uh, in the early church, these are problems while the apostles, those who knew the apostles, and yet these problems were going on in the earliest of the early church. But in Revelation 2, the church of Ephesus, Jesus speaking, says, I know your works to the Catholics in Ephesus, your toil and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear evil men. You don't put up with it. Good. That's contending for the faith, but have tested those who call themselves apostles, but are not, and have found to be false. 
In other words, Jesus is commending the Catholics in Ephesus, not for having zipper lips, but no, these were false apostles coming in. You tested them. How? Well, we have a Bible, including a New Testament, which they didn't have at that time, at least a complete one. And we have a catechism of the Catholic Church to test and don't tolerate them. He says don't. It was a little controversial, step three, but it's pretty simple. Don't give a dime to false teachers and false prophets or those approving and promoting them. Just don't finance it. Uh, You know, one of the earliest documents from the early church outside of the Bible is called the Didache, and the long title is The Teaching. Didache, didaskalos in Greek means teaching. The Didache is the teaching of the apostles summarized. And even in that early thing, he says, how do you detect phony baloney uh, speakers, very clever, but they're false teachers or false prophets? How do you determine the genuine from the real? And particularly, how do they deal with money? And it's right in there. Be careful with your money in the Didache. And uh, In Jude, verse 11, a little further on in the epistle, it says these false prophets have, quote, abandoned themselves for gain. So don't feed the beast. Just don't give them money. That's just easy step, number three. And number four, be alert to false teachers. If you're in a church without false teachers, well, you're not in the church that Jesus started. And I know this is going to rile a lot of my evangelical friends who like to think that we're, you know, a pure church and this and that. The genuine church of Jesus Christ is always under attack. Did you just hear what I said? Always under attack. And it's not just people on the outside persecuting and killing and torturing and imprisoning Christians or canceling them or all that kind of stuff. But no, it's the seduction inside that's equally dangerous, just as dangerous. And and this is what is causing Jude to hit the 911 button because they are in the church. They're always in the church. So always be alert. Don't be thrown by it, but be alert about it. And the easiest, easiest way in the world to spot one of these false teachers or false prophets is in Jude verse 4. For admission has been secretly gained by some who long ago were designated for this condemnation. Ungodly persons who pervert the grace of our God into licentiousness. This is how the camel gets into the church, uh, telling people that, you know, grace is available in Jesus. He can forgive anything and this and that. And by the way, you know, uh, the Bible is a little too strict about this and that, and it's always sexual immorality. That's the hook, perverting grace into licentiousness. It happened in the first century church. It happened in churches founded by the apostles. It happens in the Catholic Church today. Don't be rocked by it. We read in Revelation 17 and 18, the worldwide system of deception 
is characterized, St. John, the imagery of a great harlot, a prostitute. Why? Because the sexual sin darkens the mind to all kinds of other untruths and causes people to stumble often for all eternity. So that's what to look for. The false prophets might have all their theology corrected, just except this sexual morality stuff. We have to kind of keep things uh, up the speed for the times. No, 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 no. This is a once for all delivered Jesus's morality handed down by the apostles, a sacred tradition in the church, preserved in the scripture and the catechism, particularly the catechism of John Paul II. You don't have to worry about it and test them and don't finance them. Jesus warned, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. They look like the real deal. So you have to really contend for the faith. This isn't a passive exercise. You learn your faith, you share your faith, and then you contend for it if the phony balonies come through. St. Paul said, I know after my departure, Fierce wolves will come in among you, and they're going to come from your own selves. In other words, a trouble will arise from within the church. Again, nothing new. This is what's going on. St. Peter, if you remember our studies in 2 Peter, he says, false prophets also arose among the people, past tense, in the old days, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. That's the first pope. He's warning us, this will happen, just contend, and God will take care of the church who takes care to contend for the faith, once and for all, delivered to the saints. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 311 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.